Hey everybody, welcome to Dental Voice with Cyrus. My name is Rolando Mia, and today we have a very special guest because back in May, Chuck Cohen, the head of Benko Dental, was with us and shared some incredible information about Benko and what's involved there. Well, check it out. He is in the house in Santa Barbara with us in Santa Barbara. One of the things that completely sets Benko apart is the family focus and the fact that, I mean, the entire organization is about the customer. Think about this. Chuck, head of a gigantic organization, goes out and spends time with his customer. Amazing. So, Chuck, thank you so much for joining us and really appreciate you here. I get to see you in person. I get to touch you. Not that I'm going to do that much, but, but really appreciate that. Thank you, Ro. Glad to be here and very impressed to see the Zyrus facility. You guys take every detail into account, and I'm very impressed to see what you got going. So, oh, thank you. So, appreciate. so, let's jump right in. One of the things that I want or we want to get from Chuck was over 30 years working in every aspect of dentistry. would really like to understand from your perspective What's next in dentistry? We're now kind of through the pandemic and so many things are happening. Dentistry is completely changed. From your perspective, share with us what you feel is next and kind of give us advice around how to navigate through that. So let me start by giving you one post-pandemic thought. And that was, that would be dentistry is a very resilient profession. And I think we all kind of thought that going into the pandemic, but now that we're through the pandemic, it's totally amazing to look back and see there were no offices that were spreader locations. Dentistry was absolutely above board as far as the asepsis, as far as adapting to the new reality of airborne pathogens. All of the things that we knew would happen or hoped would happen actually came through. So the first thought I want to share with you is dentistry is a very resilient profession. And dentists and hygienists and all the dental professionals just did a fabulous job through COVID. That said, I want to share three trends that I think are mm, ones that yeah, we're going to have to pay attention to going forward. Right. The first one is um, there is no going back about 3D printing. 3D printing is going to change almost everything we do in the world, especially around dentistry. Every dentist is going to have a 3D printer or many going at the same time. We're going to be 3D printing crowns and all kinds of restorations. And 3D printing is going to change almost everything we know about dentistry. So that's the first trend I think we have to keep our eye on. 3D printing. Yep. Second one would be, it's a trend that's uh, going on now and I think it's going to accelerate. And that is the move of specialty procedures to general dentists. I think we see it a lot with Invisalign. We see it a lot with implants. But I really truly believe we're only at the start of this revolution. That doesn't mean we're not going to need specialists. We're always going to need specialists. But more and more, we're going to see general dentists have the confidence in the tools to be able to do uh, specialty procedures in their practice easily. At least that you know middle 70% that are easier to do, I think they're going to be equipped and confident enough to do it. So the second trend that has started, but I think is going to accelerate, it would be the generalization of dentistry. Mm, okay. And then the third trend that we're sharing is, again, in the beginning, but we're only just starting, and that is this growth or the rise of what we would call regional groups. Basically, I think we've all been paying a lot of attention about the huge DSOs like Pacifics and uh, and Heartland. Yeah, yeah. They're not going away. They're going to be here. But the real growth, in my opinion, is going to be around these regional groups, which at Benco we define as somewhere between three and ten different locations owned by a dentist who tends to be a dentist slash business person, employing dentists either as employees or as partners, but really taking advantage of the the scale of having multiple offices, but yet still providing the level of clinical care where every patient walks out uh, feeling they got a great job. So those three trends, I think, are trends we have to watch for. 
printing, 3D printing, Correct. the whole specialization coming to the GP, and then these, these, these uh, I'm going to say groups, but not necessarily the SOs. How do you see this affecting, so there are a lot of young dentists who are, I'm going to call them COVID babies, mm -hmm. or they've graduated, they went through that phase, and they're coming out into a world that, quite frankly, is completely different than as, as recently as three years ago. What advice would you kind of give them, given that, I mean, everything is different, but the same, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, so in terms of these trends, the first one is um, dentistry is a resilient profession, and I do believe that there's never been a better time to be a dentist than today. So if you are a young dentist just graduating, invest, grow, make your career in dentistry and have the confidence to know that dentistry is going to be a great place for you to spend the next whatever number of decades you have in this profession. So that's the first thing. Second thing is 3D printing is going to put more uh, power in the hands of the individual dentist. There's going to be fewer things that go to labs, more things that dentists can do in a single visit or at least in their own office. So I think it just makes the dental office a better place to be as a dentist. Yeah. Um, the second one is... Um, if I were a dentist, I would probably not specialize. I would be a general dentist, but just understand as much as I can about other specialty areas. So general dentists are going to be able to do ortho, surgery, perio, more and more. Right. So I would be a general dentist and learn different pieces of the profession as you go. And then finally, if you are a dentist and you have a business head on your, on your shoulders, it's a great time to be a dental slash dentist slash business person. So feel free to invest on multiple practices. On the other hand... If you're not a dentist who wants to be a business person, there are more ways to practice dentistry than ever before. You could be employed by a DSO. You could be employed by a regional group. You could be a partner regional group. You can have your own office. You could work in a small office. There's lots of ways to be a dentist. So as a young dentist, make sure you're looking at all of those options and taking the one that the path that makes more sense no, for you. I love the context. It's a, I love it. It's a very progressive and positive view going forward. If I were to ask you and kind of flip it, what are three things mm -hmm. that young dental professionals, whether dentists, dental hygienists, or dental assistants should not do based on what you've seen over the past, you know, 30 years. How, yeah. What would you, what would you kind of frame based on everything that's going on right now, what they would, they should not do, or really be careful about going into? Sure. So the first one is, um, don't be afraid to start your own office if that's where mm. you want to go. A lot of dentists are graduating today with a lot of debt. We know that that is one of the problems the profession has. However, when you look out there, you see dentists who are willing to make a go of it, make the investment, grow and, 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 and open their own practice. They're almost invariably successful. So the first mistake I see young dentists make is they, they self-limit. They decide they don't want to have their own office. It's a great time to have your own office and be a dentist. The second one is sort of an AB from that is don't underinvest in the practice. You know, hmm. I think a lot of dentists who start out with three or four operatories, for example, are too scared to go to five or six. They later regret that decision. Um, dentists are good credit risks. Dentists can generally get the funds they need to grow. And I think dentists, uh, dentists can do that very well. Uh, and the third one is um, don't practice by yourself. And what I mean when I say that is Dentistry is a great networking profession, whether you're in a Seattle study club or part of a network of specialists and general dentists who treatment plan together. But dentistry, when done well, is a group effort, even if you're practicing by yourself. So take the time and invest to get to know other dentists, to get your network and to really learn and grow from uh, as part of a team and not just on an island by yourself. And how do you see technology fitting or kind of folding into to that? Well, technology is going to influence everything we do in dentistry. Everything is going to go digital. And I think 
3D printing is just one example. 3D printing only works if you have a digital scanner. So basically the digital workflow is just going to get more and more um, more and more successful, more and more uh, robust. Vetted. And uh, you're going to be able to do more and more things in the office. So technology and digital is integrated to what we do. Uh, the old-fashioned stuff is still going to work, but every dentist needs to take the time to learn the technology. I love that. I love that. You know, what completely impresses me, Chuck, is that as busy as you are, as much as you, you know, you're working and, and, and driving your organization, innovating, you take the time to actually go and spend days, weeks with your customers. What are you finding when you're going out there? What, what can you share our viewers with, with regard to the things that you're finding that people are doing or the experiences that they're, they're having? So the first thing is when people say to me, what makes Benco different? My answer is always the same. What makes us different is everyone at Benco gets out and co-travels. Co-traveling means getting in a car with a sales rep or a service truck with a service tech and really going out and visiting customers in their offices and figuring out what's going on and being able to identify the problems that they're having in their practice and how can we, and uh, the solutions that will fix those problems. Um, so when we're out there, what are we seeing? We're seeing that, and this is the number one learning that I have for me is, uh, I think lots and lots of us, us included, were nervous about how dentistry would get through the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I think there's no question that dentistry has survived and thrived through a pandemic better than almost any other profession I can think of. And I think what it says is dentistry is resilient and dentists are great people and understand what to do, uh, even more than most other areas of healthcare, let alone other businesses in America. When I'm out there, dentists are busy, they're excited, patients trust them and are going back to them e you know, easily for the procedures that they need. And so we've emerged, I believe, from the pandemic uh, in, a stronger, in a stronger position than we were before. So the, the, you're feeling that the sentiment from people that you're seeing is that it's one of optimism. It's one that, because during the pandemic, it was, it was really scary for the entire industry, for all of us. Things were shut down. And thankfully, things didn't turn out the way we thought they would. Well, the way we feared they would. That's true. And I remember early on in the pandemic, as we were all grappling as a, as a global society on what we were doing, there was a graph that came out. I remember it. And I still have it, which is, you know, it was a, a two-way graph, like vertical and horizontal. And basically, the upper right was, what professions are the most dangerous in a COVID world? <laughs> right. And I think we all saw that in dentistry. And what we saw was dentists and hygienists were in the upper right corner of that. When you look at the time that they spend, you know, in the oral cavity where COVID can be an airborne pathogen. So as we entered the pandemic, I think all of us were nervous and we all thought, oh my God, how is this profession that we love that serves so many patients so well going to emerge from the pandemic? And what we found out was that dentistry and dentists and hygienists are more resilient than any of us thought. And I think if nothing else, that should all make us feel, make us all feel so much more optimistic about where our profession is going. I love that. And, and it, you're right. It's just, it's amazing. Resiliency is a big thing. There's also this, this caring. We, Zyrus, we work with, you know, so many different dental schools. And there is an entire population of, of young dental graduates who are going to be, they're effectively the future of our industry. If you were, if, if you could kind of share 30 years worth of wisdom, knowledge, experience and education, what would you want, what message would you want to give those folks right now? Those, those young graduates, those people who are going to be in the next several months going out into the world, what would you want to tell them? So I would boil it down to one sentence. The golden age of dentistry is right now. It wasn't some time in the past. It is right now. All of the demographics, all of the indicators that I see say that we are currently in the golden age of dentistry. So if you're a young dentist, congratulations, great choice on a profession. 
Take the time, make the investment, grow your business, serve your patients, have a great team, and enjoy this opportunity that you have. Oh, my goodness. When you were, when Chuck was with us back in May, he shared something that literally changed the, the way that I engage. And it's this context of listen until it hurts. Because, you know, how often have we sat there in front of somebody who's trying to, you know, desperately try to tell us something and we're not listening because we're ready to answer. I just want to share with you that I actually do that. I have to remind myself, but it's, there's, there's a profound I don't know, real reality to that. That's really cool. Who, sh who shared that with you? Where'd you get that? Um, well, actually, we uh, we learned it from a, a team building course that we took as a senior team. And uh, not all of us were as good at listening before. <laughs> so we really had to get in there and really- Present company listening. excluded. Present company saying? included. Oh, included. And, okay. um, and it really helped remind us that you have to listen and listen and listen until it hurts. And so I'm glad you took that away and- and it uh, changed things. It changed things on our management team at Benco, too. Well, it's changed things for us. It changed things for me. Hey, folks, Chuck and his team are absolutely incredible. We love the engagement that we have with them, uh, the partnership that we're having with them. Every time I have an opportunity or we have an opportunity to spend with Chuck and his team, we learn things, we experience things. What's beautiful about the, the context with Benko is this. They're not shy about saying, yeah, doesn't work or we screwed up or that wasn't as good as we thought. They're willing to kind of put it out there and, and, and share that collectively with us. And for that, we're grateful and really appreciate it. If uh, people wanted to reach out to you, if people wanted to ask your questions, what would be the best way to do Sure. So my email is ccohencohen at benco.com. Happy to hear from anybody who wants to send something and happy to respond. And uh, before we go any farther, Ro, thank you very much for the partnership. And I, everything you said about Benco is doubly true for Zyra. Ah, thank okay. you very much. Well, no, thank you. Hey, so good to see you. Really appreciate it. It's you are. He's way better looking in person. <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in. But hey, folks, if you like this content, please share it. If you have questions about uh, what Benco does, please reach out. If you'd like to reach out to Chuck, you know, sometimes you meet people that you think, okay, uh, he's not going to talk to me. Absolutely not. Completely different. Uh, the other thing about Chuck that you'll find and the other Benko folks, they are real people. And for that, we're grateful. So really appreciate it. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to seeing you again another year or so from now. Do you want to come back? And Absolutely. I right. would love to do that. Awesome. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. Appreciate it. Bye-bye.